Welcome everybody to another episode of the Swiss Football Show. I'm your host Emanuel Staub and I am joined like always by Giacomo Notari. Giacomo, hey, how are you, man? Hello, Emanuel. I'm fine, thanks. Hello, everyone. We are already back after only a couple of days, but uh, yes, the Super League Challenge League is resuming, so we have to do a, a preview episode, right? Exactly, and that's that's... That's what we're going to do. We're going to discuss um, everything that's happened in the Super League now in the winter break. And we're going to give you a short preview for each club ahead of the second half of the season. And uh, I think we should jump right into it. Giacomo, let's start at the top of the table um, with table leaders and winter champions FC Zürich. Now, um, they have been the surprise of the season so far. Um, their new coach, Andre Breitenreiter, has transformed them into, um, into true and actual title contenders. They have won s- six games in a row ahead of the winter break. Um, Asan Sisse has developed into one of the most dangerous strikers in the league. Their defense with Merlin Krieju, Bechiro Maragic, Adrian Guerrero, um, etc. Is, is looking stable. Yannick Brecher, the goalkeeper, has also made a step up. Um, what do you think about uh, about FZZ and how their second half of the season is going to be? Yes, I, I expect the second half to be tougher than uh, the first because now they have to confirm they will be more more and more weighted by their opponents. You know, they know what to expect now. They know that FZZ is at the top of the table and they have to bring more on the ground to in order to beat them. Uh, plus, you know, it's going to be... Um, I think, yes, more difficult. They have pretty much the, the same team. They didn't lose too much uh, too much of their players, or at least no one of their key players of their starters is gone at the moment. So um, we will see how long they will um, they will continue they will manage to keep that streak alive. Like you say, you know, seven wins or, or six wins before the winter break. Um, they have to continue that, or at least not losing. Uh, not losing um, a single game uh, immediately because otherwise, you know, the, the gap with eBay and Basel uh, will be uh, smaller very quickly. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, the good thing is Zurich has, has nothing to lose and uh, nobody um, really would have thought that they would even be in the title race at all. So even that they are just already there shows you that they are playing an excellent season. That even if they finish the campaign as third or even fourth, for that matter, it would still be a successful year because in the last couple of years, Zurich was was terrible and they, they lacked a clear system. They lacked a, an identity. They weren't playing attractive at all. And now it's, it's all changed. And we see if this will actually lead to winning the title. And if not, then it's still it will still have been an excellent season. Um, now, Zurich was the only team of all Super League clubs to go into a training camp abroad. They went to Turkey, um, while all the other teams cancelled their training camps uh, due to COVID, COVID reasons. Um, Zurich still went. Um, I don't know. Is it? Is it a? A, a special, um, how should I say, 
is going to a training training camp abroad as the only club will it bring you special benefit and something that the other clubs don't have or do you think um maybe having been there and uh, having lost a couple of players there due to covid who are in isolation uh, maybe rather have worsened their situation what do you think no i definitely think that it has more benefits than than other because you know Uh, for the team building, for uh, having the routine with the whole team. Uh, it's not, um, for example, um, at the end of the season or sometimes when a club is having a bad streak, uh, they decide to go uh, two or three days to go all together like on a mini camp in order to refocus, to to be ready to and to be ready to start again. So I think really it has some benefits to go on uh, on a camp in, in Turkey. And it also sounds a bit like, uh, you know, we are on a mission in the second, uh, on the second part of the season. So we prepare for that. We go uh, all together on a camp. We focus on uh, what we have to work in order to, to go uh, as far as possible uh, uh, in the league. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would have said the same. Um, now, You have already mentioned that there wasn't too much movement on the transfer market. They have signed just one player as per now, um, Karol Metz, an Estonian centre-back. He is physical, tall, experienced, came from Zofia, ZSK Zofia. Um, what do you think about that signing? No, I think uh, it's uh, it makes sense, you know, an experienced uh, centre-back. He looks pretty solid. We will see if he can if he can do well. But FCZ, yes, Alitio Meragic, um, Kriezu, also Camberry played on the last game he scored. So he showed that he can play too. That's the, the fifth centre-back, at least. So, uh, yes, it's very that's very useful if you want to, to play for the title because you will have to rest your players. Some players will get uh, uh, suspensions because of yellow cards. So you need some... Uh, a deep squad yes it's true and um, i also think um, mets does does um kind of um yeah uh, bring some advantage also in terms of of quality in 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 your squad because obviously he's not going to be a starting player at least for now you don't know how things develop obviously um but for now he's just going to be a squad player and uh having a squad player of that caliber and of that quality definitely is some kind of a signal also to um, the other clubs um, in, the, in the title race because, I mean, uh, we aren't used to see FZZ having uh, like a real abundance of quality in a special position and definitely not at centre-back. So it's a, a very good signal, I think, and um, I'm curious to see how it works out. On the other hand, we have had um, one major departure, I think we can say in, well, not major, in, but the biggest departure probably was uh, Rodrigo Polero, who went back to Schaffhausen to be immediately um, loaned out to Lausanne Sport. So they lost him, the former Challenge League top scorer. And other than that, they just um, loaned out uh, yeah, Henri Coide, they're a, a young player. Um, so It's it's a it's a great sign that they, they can keep their their successful squad together at least for now, and um, 
that Becir Omoragic still is in Zürich is definitely also like the most important thing, I guess. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, about Polero quickly. He clearly suffered the the season of Asan Cize. You know, Cize overperforming didn't enable him to to show his potential. Well, he played one game as a starter in the derby and he scored twice. So it shows that he has qualities. It shows that he can still try in the Super League. He will try in Lausanne. So uh, that's a, a good point for him. But yes, uh, I still think that uh, maybe he, he would have been useful because, you know, uh, it's the same. For example, um, this weekend, Cizé isn't there. Uh, he could have played, you know, Kramer is still there. Okay. But, uh, you know, another striker is always important to have a, uh, some alternatives, you know, when you you play a long season, when you you compete for the titles. Okay, he's gone. It's not a dramatic because um, he's, he wasn't a starter, but still, maybe FCZ will get another a third striker behind the uh, Kramer and um, and Chize. Yes, they probably will, and the chances are by the time you're listening to this, um, they already have signed a, a new face because, um, like you said, as Sanzise is still at the Africa Cup of Nations. Blaj Kramer um, isn't like the most prolific striker we have in the league. And uh, Rodrigo Polero, he has done his job when he when he played. He scored two goals in the league, like you said, in the Zürich Derby, uh, two times also in the cup. Um, he's very, very dangerous in the air, in the box as well. Um, so you can't really say anything bad about him. He When he got his chance, he actually took it but the problem is that he somehow didn't really fit into the system and into the plans of Andre Breitenreiter and now he will have a key role in Lausanne but we're going to we're going to talk about it a little bit later um but still um I do believe that they will actually sign another striker because like you said right now they only have Blaj Kramer for the start of the second part of the season and um yeah if you want to stay in the title race you will need an additional striker, I think, behind Cissé and Kramer. Because like you said, also, Cissé was overperforming. Um, you cannot guarantee that his form will continue until the end of the season. Uh, Blaj Kramer, like, like I said, isn't um, your most dangerous striker. So um, it makes sense to have um, maybe a young uh, player who can develop, uh, who has potential, who can grow in the shadow of Cissé and uh, already, yeah, um, do, do, do his part when he plays. So the first game for Zürich will be against Servet uh, for the start of the second part of the season. Um, it's a quite an anticipated game. It's going to be very interesting. Servet have been in a good shape uh, ahead of the winter break as, as well as Zürich. So this is going to be um, a very tight clash. Who do you see coming out on top, Giacomo? To be honest, I already I can see FCZ dropping already some points, you know, because uh, without Cizé, um I don't feel them. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to get the three points. Servet was in a good uh, on a good roll before the the break, so I can definitely say uh, see uh, Servet get at least one point uh, in the let's round. I will say like uh, one one draw or two one for uh, for Servet on Saturday. Okay, all right. We will find out in a couple of days. But now I think we should move on to second place Basel. Um, FCB once again have had quite a turbulent winter, not as turbulent as summer, 
yet, but the transfer window is still open around a week. So um, I still expect some things to happen. Um, the social media department of FCB did a terrific job because I don't know if you saw that, but they released some videos throughout the winter break of um, FCB officials talking about uh, the squad and talking about uh, incoming transfers and departures. Um, for example, David Tegen, the club owner, um, gave two interviews, um, which they posted on social media. And we gave some really interesting insight into, into their transfer business. Um, so it seems like they are, they really want to be more authentic now. Um, after in summary, it was all a little bit over the top. It felt with all the transfers that came in. Um, first of all, ahead of the winter break, there was um, quite some insecurity regarding coach Patrick Rahmen and the question whether he will stay or not. Now he did stay, but he kind of, um, you know, they, they sent him two assistants to his side. One is Guillermo Abascal, the former Lugano coach. The other one is Boris Miljanic, a former FTB player and a former Schaffhausen coach. So um, their coaching staff is now um, has, has some new faces now. They want some new energy uh, on, the, on the bench. Um, we will see how that goes. But for now, Basel um, still has, at least in my eyes, a, a point to prove because... They have been so active on the transfer market in summer, now again in the winter, um, and they weren't really 100% convincing us throughout autumn, right? Yes, they won their conference league group. Yes, they are second in the league, but it's somehow, you know, something lacked a little bit. It, it was all, um, you know, they, they won their games mostly due to individual quality and not due to a working system, of uh, for example. And it just feels like they they will need to improve if they if they want to stay in the title race because I think young boys um, they are they are coming. So let's put it like that. Yes, absolutely. And and they they lacked something in the autumn part of the season, but right now I think it's going to be tougher because, uh, as expected, Cabral should leave very very soon in the upcoming days, probably to Fiorentina. And uh, you know they're. Their, the game they showed, the, the football they, they played wasn't always excellent, but sometimes Cabral saved them, you know. He gave them the three points, he gave them uh, the important goals in order to, to save their performance, let's say that. And if he leaves, uh, I think uh, I, um, Basel hopes of title won't last uh, very long. So we have to consider that because they lost a lot of players, like you said, a lot uh, going on also with the coach. But, uh, you know, if you lose Cabral, um, I think you're out of the title race uh, by the end of the of February, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree. But on the other hand, um, I kind of trust the... the, the uh, David Degen and his and his scouting and transfer stuff that they bring in a decent replacement because obviously you know since a long time that you will need to replace Cabral at some point so they have had a lot of time to prepare they have done a lot a lot of scouting and a lot of talking with agents with players etc and I think they are they are probably ready if he goes that's also what Degen said in one of those social media videos that um, if Cabral is leaving, then they will be prepared for that. Obviously, you're not going to say that you wouldn't be prepared for the case. Um, 
but I still think they, they will bring in a, a, an exciting new face. But obviously, you cannot replace a player of that quality um, just like that. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see if, it, if Cabral actually is leaving now. Uh, still some days left. Fiorentina seems to be uh, yeah, the most promising uh, option for him. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But some departures have already been confirmed. Um, and while we already talked about Edon Cegrova, who is a big loss still, um, Eray Cermert, Swiss international, um, he got a pretty decent move, we, we have to say. He went to Valencia. How do you feel about that? Yes, massive move, to be honest. You know, Valencia is still a, a club that um, regularly plays in Europe, you know, a, a confirmed club in, 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 in Spain. Everyone knows it. So top five league. Uh, exciting move for for Trimmer, to be honest, you know, and and unawaited to be honest because he was on the bench lately. So from Basel's bench to uh, to La Liga, at least bench or maybe even in the starting eleven, that's a a really really decent move um, by orchestrated by his agent. By agent. Yes, definitely. Because, I mean, it, it was clear that he was going to leave for months now because his contract is running out and he said he wouldn't want to um, extend. So Basel wanted to sell him for a long time now. They even put him on the bench for the last months um, to put some pressure on him and his agents. Um, now he got his move to Spain. Um, nobody was expecting that. I mean, uh, we mostly thought that he was going to go to the Turkish Super League because there have been some rumors all the time about Trabzonspor or Besiktas. Now it's um, Valencia. And I have to say, I'm, I'm very, very excited for this move because now we have, um, I, I actually tweeted it yesterday uh, because it, I just realized it. Um, all four of our first choice Nazi center backs in the sense of the first uh, four center backs popping up on your squad list in the Swiss national team all of them are now playing at a big European club. You have Manuel Akanji at Dortmund, Nicole Vedi at Gladbach, Fabian Scher at Newcastle, and Cermert at Valencia. So I don't think we've ever had that. That's like every single one of our center backs is under contract at a, a massive club. So um, it's really exciting. And I just hope he gets his game time. And um, obviously, um, he will be. Partnering, partnering up with uh, Omar Alderete, former FCB defender, with whom he played already two years ago. Um, so that's going to be an exciting partnership. And um, yeah, I can't wait to, to see how it, how it goes. 100%, man, 100%. And, uh, and yes, you know, I, I think it's going to be tough for Brazil. Um, I, I really don't see them going far in the, in the title race. But still, you know, they can show some good things. And I think they uh, they can play a role in the, maybe in the, like, I think they can still be better than FCZ, but not than uh, eBay behind them. Yeah, yeah, I, I have the same feeling, I have to say. Um, okay, I think we should move on. Oh, no, uh, maybe let's discuss the, the first fixture of Zürich, eh, of Zürich, of, of Basel. Basel. Whom are they playing? Luzern. Ah, they are playing Luzern, exactly, on Sunday. All right. So who, how, do we, how do we feel about that? Well, um, Basel played a, a last friendly game yesterday um, on, uh, on Tuesday. Luzern is playing a friendly game today against Sham Promotion League. 
I think uh, Lutzen had a really bad preparation, uh, considering the results only, not the transferring, etc. So I, I think uh, Lutzen is going to fight. You know, it's not going to be a, an easy win, like 3 nil, something like that. First game of Freak, he will uh, focus also on the defense. So um, why not uh, a draw or a, a short win by by Basel or Lutzen? You know, I don't see more than than two two goals in that game. Okay, okay. All right. I think Basel will crush Luzern because, like you said, um, Luzern, their, their first results on the Frick, even though it were just test games, weren't that um, promising. They will need more time, I think, until Frick and his idea will uh, work out. But we'll talk about that when we come to Luzern in the next couple of minutes. Well, it will take sometime actually because they're bottom of the table and we're going for the table so if you're interested in Luzern you will have to wait or you can just fast forward to the end of this episode all right um, let's move on and we're coming to the Swiss champions to young boys Giacomo um, yeah you already said it before um, that you think that they will uh, kind of come with much power for the second part of the season and I feel the same way um, even though obviously they had two major departures in Silvan Hefti and Michel Ebischer. Ebischer's move has just been confirmed last night. He is going to Bologna, a decent move, as I think. Hefti went to Genoa. Um, so two of their key players went to Serie A. Another one could still go. Um, they have three strikers with a very similar profile uh, in Jean-Pierre Insame, who is back, Wilfried Kanga and Shonen Siebacu. And about Sibacu, there has been some rumors lately about a possible move to Venezia, which would be realistic in my eyes. In Same, there were some rumors as well about Salernitana, but he himself said on Twitter that these rumors were completely made up. So I think we can cross Salernitana out. Um, but Sibacu could potentially still leave. I, I saw a, an interview with Christoph Spiecher the other day and he said that uh, until the very last second of the transfer market um, that there is a possibility of further departures, especially in the attack. So uh, we'll, we will see, we will see. Uh, but for now, um, it also feels like they won't be signing many new faces. They brought in Anthony Rajoppi, former E21 Nazi goalkeeper, as replacement for David von Balmos, who is still out injured. Um, so that's a decent signing. And they recalled Levin Bloom from his loan spell um, at Yverdon, where he made quite some steam on the on the right-hand side as a, left, uh, as a right back. Um, now I think uh, that there hasn't been that much going on on the transfer market could actually be an advantage for eBay, right? Because they have had now a quite turbulent, tough year under David Wagner uh, with Champions League, Champions League qualification, bad results in the league, many, many injuries. Now, most of their injured players are coming back. Lustenberger, Fasnacht, Nsame, Cesiker, etc. They are, they are coming back. And um, Uli Garcia as well. So they will be like new players. They will be like new transfers in some way, especially Nsame. Um and I think Wagner has had some time now to develop his idea with the players. And uh, I think they will, um, yeah, do some very, very great things in, in, in the next couple of weeks. Yes, exactly. Well, they still lost um, FT, Ebisher, key players, and probably one of uh, Ensame or Sibacho uh, will be gone too this winter because Ensame has also a rumor with Genoa, you know, with Salernitana, it looks made up, but Genoa may be a more, bit more possible, but we will see. 
But you know, if they lose three key players, they probably have to get at least one big name. You know, one uh, uh, standout transfer just in order to also show you know that uh, their intentions to to go further to win the table. Even if I think they can still lose uh, two players plus one of the strikers and have the the best team in the league easily plus uh, a lot of quality players on the bench. But yes, um, like you say, the the best eBay transfers will be the the comebacks from injury, the comebacks. Uh, that the players that weren't playing at the at the end of the first part of the season, so you know players like uh, Fasnak, Tezigar, you you gave their name, and I think they're going to be so important, you know, in eBay success. Only you know, 18 games, no cup, no Europe, so really like um, like FTZ, they are on a mission. I saw speaker the other day. He said that the pressure is very high in order to get that fifth um, that fifth title. So they know it. they have a, quite a big challenge, eight points down from FCZ. But uh, also, the, that's the only thing they have to focus on. And uh, also, if Speaker says the pressure is high, it also means that they, they want to go for it. You know, otherwise, oh, we don't care. We will play every game, game by game. No, they, they confirmed that they're going to go for it. They are on a mission. And... I think um, they clearly have the potential to to go for that fifth title. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Also, if you saw their test game results in the last couple of <laughs> weeks, um, that was frightening. I mean, they played against half the league, half of the league teams. And uh, I mean, they, they trashed every single one of them. I mean, against Sion, what was it? 6-0 or something like that? Yes. Um, against Lausanne, I think 5-something. Or three one okay five oh no five two against Servet oh, so they <laughs> I mean they are just completely uh, run, running wild now um yes and um, the pl- the players are hungry the players that were out that are coming back are all hungry they all want to score so yes definitely and also um what kind of impressed me is they that they are also now. As we're saying, while they are lacking new transfers coming in, the injured players that come back are kind of new transfers. But other players that are also kind of new transfers are um, some players of their own youth that they are now slowly integrating in the first team. For example, um, Orel Amenda, their 18-year-old uh, centre-back, U19 Nazi captain, um, physically very, very imposing, um, strong on the ball, very fast. Um, he is... Uh, now part of the first team um, and I'm very very much looking forward to seeing him play in the Super League um, also like I said Levin Blum who came back from Yverdon who is also just 20 years old Fabian Rieder who now might have a starting place after uh, Michel Abisher left um, Nico Meyer, who also came back from injury um, who has played very very well in the test games who has scored or assisted in nearly every game um, and also uh, Joel Monteiro, his, who is also back, um, might get some minutes behind the striking trio, uh, the attacking trio. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. Um, but I'm also very confident with young boys. And I think that that's going to be an exciting spring if you are eBay fan. Yes. And looking at the first fixture, they're playing Lugano, Giacomo. Yes, and they play Lugano without Custodio and without Sabatini. That will be out for yellow cards. So two of the main Lugano players, two crucial players in the midfield. We know that Lugano uh, only got two points against uh, the 18 possible against FCZ, Basel and uh, Young Boys. So very 
uh, they are struggling against the top three uh, teams. Uh, it's going to be the same on Saturday night. I really think that eBay is going to to feast on uh, Saturday night. Three, four goals easily. To be honest, I, I think it's going to be easy for eBay with all the comebacks, like you said. We will see a um, fast night score. Uh, we will see. Uh, yes, I, I really think Lugano uh, eBay is going to to resume the season with a sending a message to the league and uh, easy three points, I think. Funnily enough, the last game ahead of the winter break was also against Lugano and eBay, eBay tore them apart. What was the score like? Like 5-0 or something? Um, yes, I think it was 5-0. Exactly. Yes, yes. Wait, Lugano completely... It. Yes, 5-0. Four goals from Sibacu. Yes, yes. But, uh, you know, Lugano showed in the cup that they can beat eBay. Huh? They can beat them. But I really think uh, at home... Uh, on a cold Saturday night, they have uh, really no chance. And I also want to add something with eBay. I really think that they are going to concede zero goal every game because they are going to be so much solid. You know, I don't see them. Uh, I can really, if they focus and they they say we don't want to concede a goal, I really think they they can go on. You know, especially if they get if they get Rug to replace FT, Rug uh, Garcia. Uh, Lauper, Kamaratze, Siger, Martins, uh, someone, you know, if, if they decide today we don't concede goals, I really think they can go three, four, five games without conceding. Impressive. Yeah, that's 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 a fair thought, to be honest. And I also, we have to say, young boys are physically by far the best team in the league. There is no team that can that can uh, compete with their intensity and their physicality. physicality. And like you said, um, if they if they are serious, they can win nearly every duel in midfield and in defense because they are so physical, so intense. They have so much power, so much steam. Um, yeah, and if, if eBay is potentially going to sign Kevin Rick, even though right now it doesn't look like, but there have been rumors um, as a replacement for Hefty. Um, I mean, that a fullback pairing of Rick on the right and... Garcia on the left will be one of the most attractive we've ever had in the league. I mean, two uh, physical, imposing, uh, attacking-minded uh, fullbacks making steam. Um, that would be fascinating to see. Um, but even if it's not going to happen with Ruyek, they still have Maceras, who is solid, and Levin Bloom, whom I think very highly of and who I think could potentially soon be a starting player if they don't sign Kevin Ruyek. Yes. Yes, yes, you're right. We could move. We, we can move to maybe the eBay opponent on uh, yes on Saturday night. Let's do it. The fourth fourth place actually uh, on the on the table Lugano. Uh, you know they um, pretty decent first part of the season, especially with all the context etc. Um, not uh, not much changed this winter, to be honest. Um, the expectation were higher that what happened. You know, Aliseda, uh, Aile Selassie arrived, but um, uh, Adrian Durer arrived, but he's going to play with the U21. But uh, you know, Abubakar Lungoy uh, left, and um, something is still going to happen probably. But uh, even there, pretty much a uh, good stability. But I. I think that um, I don't think that Lugano can compete for the top three uh, with that squad. To be honest, it's going to be too too difficult. The good part is that 
they're by now uh, uh, far enough from the relegation uh, conversation. But yes, I think the second part of the season is going to be pretty calm for Lugano. Maybe the results will go down a bit. I am not super confident for them, but um, but you know also a good um, a good um, context to experiment some new things because the relegation is behind you. You can try the new players, you can try new systems, you can prepare the the next season. And um, yes, I we will see what uh, if Lugano can play a role um, in the second um, in the second half of the season. But I think they are going to to be pretty stable in the middle of the table. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I be a fight for a, a top five spot together with um, Servet and uh, maybe Getze and St. Cullen. We'll see. Um, like if they finish fourth, then they will have played a great season. And don't forget, they still can have um, one of their successful years ever um, because they are still in the cup, right? So it is possible that they maybe we see them going to Bern to the cup final. Um, if they do win the cup, then that's going to be a straight ticket for Europe. Um, funnily enough, um, every one of the top three teams now, so Zurich, uh, eBay, and Basel, are all out of the cup. So we'll have another surprise cup winner. Last year it was Luzern. This year it's probably going to be someone else. Even though Luciano is still in the race, um, my tip right now would actually be Lugano because uh, of the teams remaining. Um, I feel like they will be the one, the, the hardest one to beat um, on in just one single game, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up actually winning the cup, and uh, then they will play Conference League next season, and they can say we've had a very excellent season 2021-22. Exactly, and uh, you're right to point the cup because it's really the pri priority of Lugano. I feel like because you know uh, you can't compete for the title, uh, top three is going to be tough. But really, every interview talking about the the cup, we want to focus on the cup. We focus on the cup. So I really think Lugano can do something this year. They really care about it. So yes, uh, the the remaining Super League teams are Luzern, St. Gallen, and Lausanne. So you can really uh, go. Um, uh, until the end and get the trophy so yes the there is still be that exact uh, excitement for lugano at least that in the second part of the season and uh, yes I, we, we we should keep an eye on them yes definitely definitely all right um maybe um we, we've already discussed their upcoming game against ebay so i think we should move on and let's come to servet who are fifth placed um at time of recording in the winter break um they have been very 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 inactive throughout the whole winter the only question was is Gastrud Imeri going to stay right now it looks as if he is but in the last two days um they have gone completely crazy they have signed two new players I can't believe it they uh, two players back-to-back -back signings um first one being um Chris Pedia, a striker from Belgium, um, came from Charleroi. He has played in Ligue 2 before, scored there some goals. Um, his physical seems to be a decent signing. Well, he's very tall, exactly. We'll have to see how it works out. Second signing um, was a surprising one, Moritz Bauer, um, 
former Austrian international, former Gates player, um, who is coming from Russia, a right back, which I think is an excellent signing. They lost Anthony Sautier, or they <laughs> didn't want to want to keep him anymore, so they sent him away. Um, so I did think that they are going to get a new right back, and they did in Moritz Bauer. Um, how has the perception of those transfers been in Geneva, Giacomo? Well, the, especially the, the Bauer one, it was uh, on Tuesday night, it was a, a surprise, unexpected, no rumors about it. So um, it looks like a solid addition, if, even if he was lacking some, some game time lately, a bit like uh, Chris Bedia. So there are still two, two, two risky transfers because, uh, you know, Chris Bedia never scored so much goals he never played top level leagues only league 2 but um, yes uh, first division in in belgium but he wasn't that successful uh, bauer he has had a big career he can bring his experience and uh, fighting spirit uh, etc everything a lot of qualities for sure but he wasn't also playing that much in the previous season so we will see if they can if they're ready to play that will be the the big question but uh, even if they are not, they can, uh, you know, select as the alternatives to start the second part of the season uh, without them. But, um, you yeah, pretty interesting uh, addition, not revolutionizing anything, because I don't think there are going to be those players that will make a difference for Servet. But still, you know, um, always good to have a, a, a defender with that experience in, uh, in your locker room. And also a striker that, who knows, didn't show his full potential until now. Or maybe yes, but uh, I, I guess he has some more if uh, uh, Servet scouts wanted him. And maybe he can, uh, you know, he score one, two, three goals and um, become one of uh, the league's most dangerous strikers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, League 2 has basically become Servet's... Um market you can say because like nearly every single signing they did in the last couple of months and years came from league two um uh, Grigonquier is the one that has worked out the best probably came came from league two so um you know even though Crispedia didn't come directly from league two he came from Belgium but last year he was in league two um on loan so where, where he played pretty well so we'll see we'll see um for now um I agree. Um, these transfers aren't game changers, but um, at least the Bauer one, I think, could turn out to be an essential one um, in the in the near future, um, because right back has been a problem area for Servet for a long time now because Sotie wasn't up to the level, and uh, Diallo. Well, he has had good performances. He has had bad performances. I don't really know. He's he's never going to be um um an an. How should I say, like, he's never going to be a top-level Super League player, right? He's always going to be average at best, I think. It's just, it's his, he's a decent player, but nothing more. So it, with power, I think they have a clear upgrade on that. Um, other than that, I think their market activities are now probably over. Maybe a centre-back or what do you think? Mm, yes, maybe, but uh, if they lose Emery, then uh, maybe something is going to happen. And also Kiai, you know, um, making a, a striker come also means that maybe there is interest for Kiai and that he could leave before summer. So, um, yes, I think it's pretty... There are some chances that uh, whether Emery or Kiai leaves and then they will have to get someone. 
but uh, also a, a central defender. Um, I don't know because I think they are pretty, you know, they have Severin, Rouillet, Vuyo, and uh, Sasso. So I don't think they want to get more. Also, Niakosi, but uh, playing can play central defensive mid or midfield or center back. I, I think it will it will depend, you know. I expect at least one one more um, player leaving and one more coming, but no game changer, like I said, except if uh, Imeri or uh, Kiai leaves. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's look at their first fixture of... Oh, no, we already talked about it. It's Zürich. Zürich, yes. FTZ. And like you said, you're confident in a in a good Serbian result. Um, yeah, I think um, they will... Yeah, I think uh, maybe something like like um, a 1-1 or something like that seems realistic. I don't think they are going to beat Zurich, but I think like a, a decent sharing the points, decent point for each, I can see that happening. Yes. Okay. Let's move on um, to sixth-placed grasshoppers, GC. Yes, Giacomo, how do you feel about them? Uh, well, um, I trust them. They have a good manager. They have some good youngsters. They managed to to keep uh, Kawabe in the midfield. Um, Kalisen is still there. Uh, Bonatini is still there. They are solid in the defense, so I think they won't have any problem for the, in the relegation battle. Um, yes. To be honest, I'm I'm pretty confident. A bit, I I kind of see a, a second part of the season a bit like uh, Lugano, you know, being um, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but uh, no big streaks of of wins or, or of uh, of losses. So um, I'm not too worried about them, but I don't expect uh, so much. You know, maybe um, continue. We know it's a it's a good uh, coach, even for the young players. You know, he he managed to. To, to to make a lot of uh, young players grow under him. The last example is Kalisen. So I think maybe one or two more Getse players can show up in the second part of the season and uh, you know have a, also a market value for the for the for for this summer. Mm, um, yeah definitely I mean um, they have not been um, extremely active on the market. I, they they signed to Asian players, one uh, from China, Lille, uh, a, a 29-year-old left back, quite a curious signing, um, and they signed. Um, oh, what is his name? A Japanese center back who is very, very talented. I hear um, Ayumu Zeko. Ayumu Zeko is his name. Um, so he will be the replacement for Toti Gomes, who is back at Wolverhampton. Um, and then they signed a keeper, Levin Tumba, from somewhere in League Two. And oh yes, 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 yes. It was, He's yes. from France, no? Yes. But yeah, France third somewhere. third goalkeeper, so doesn't uh, yes, isn't really doesn't. relevant <laughs> at the moment, uh, yeah, at yeah. least. True. Um, it looks like Getze is going to sign another centre back from Portugal, um, from Belenenses. Mm -hmm. What is his name? Do you know it? No, I I also saw I that think, he was from. I think it's a, a a German one, no? A German. No, no, uh, it's 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 a it's a, a Portuguese player. Ah, it's a Portuguese I player. I think his name is Tomas Ribeiro, but I'm not that sure. For, I only know his club from Belenenses. 
No, it's not Thomas Ribeiro. <laughs> yes, oh, man. But uh, you know, another it will be another one to you know to to make the um, the defense stronger after the the Totti Gomez loss and. Uh, Ribeiro, yes, yes, it's Ribeiro. No, it is Thomas Ribeiro. Yeah, it is Thomas Ribeiro. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes, um, he is a starting player for Belenenses, 22 years old. Um, seems to be a decent signing. One of the most... Um, one of the players with the highest market value of Belenenses, according to Transfer Market. So that's going to be a, an interesting signing um, when it is official, officially confirmed. Um, but for now, I think, yeah, it's like I said, it's going to be um, a solid second half of the season. I don't expect him to go many places up. I don't ex expect him to go many places down. Somewhere around fifth and seventh place. And in the end, it seems realistic to me. Um, yeah. And I think um, maybe on a side note, a story that has popped up, which is worthy of a mention, is that one of their... Uh, most uh, important players, at least to the fans, Petr Puzic, um, who is a, a Gietze Academy player, who has come through all the ranks, who has been very good in the Challenge League and very important on their way back to the Super League, um, former U21 Nazi player. He suffers from long COVID um, and he's, he, he's, he got infected a couple of weeks ago and still to this date isn't isn't recovered and isn't able to train as the club uh, communicated. So um, that's quite worrying. Um, um, I do hope that he will get fit and healthy again as soon as possible. And um, yeah, because it, it would be a shame. He is one of the most talented players in that GC squad. And even though he has struggled a little bit in the first half of the season, um, I mean, he still is a very important phase i think of that team and we can only only hope that he will get healthy and 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 uh, better soon again absolutely because he is the type of profile that could develop really well under Contini and still has a, a big potential to prove things in the in the super league so i hope Puzic will be back uh, will be back soon for him and uh, also for uh, for grasshoppers and their fans definitely their first game is going to be against Sion. Um, yes, um, well, of course, away games in Tourbillon aren't the most easy ones, especially if with a very defensive-minded Sion side, but uh, I think uh, Kalisen will... Uh, Sion is one of his favorite opponents, actually. I think he scored quite some of his goals against Sion, so um, I think Kalisen is going to, to do it and uh, once again, and I think Getze will get all the three points. Hmm. I, I'm not sure about that, but maybe we, we could um, uh, skip to Sion because they are playing them and uh, it's the, the team behind them in the, in the table. And uh, to be yes. honest, I, I expect more from Sion in the second part of the season. Lots of players are there and uh, they have big qualities and we didn't really see them uh, until now. You know, for example, uh, Kevin Bua, uh, Oaro is coming back. Um, they have also Joel Schmidt that, that should play. We have some, some players, you know, like Cavare, Wesley, uh, Gergic, Zufi. They can really, you know, top quality players in the league, to be honest. And uh, I, I think Sion, you know, it's still Sion. So uh, suddenly they can lose five games and be in the relegation, um, in the relegation race very quickly. But 
I, I think they are going to to show some, I hope, because, you know, they have so much good players, show a, a, a nice football under Tramezzani and um, get more points than in the first half. So I don't think they're going to, to lose uh, on Sunday against Getze. And I also expect a better second half of the season from them. And I don't think they're going to to live the same that last than last season when they were like uh, just a a few a few moments uh, away from a, a relegation really I, I to be honest i don't feel that confident about them as you are um i think if anything it's only going to get worse for them um because to be honest um you know there if if you look at you know sion is always in in the state they are in with the team, they are always going to be um, relegation candidates each season. And uh, if you look at the teams that are behind them, St. Gallen, Lausanne-Sport and Luzern. I, honestly, I only think Lausanne-Sport is definitely worse than them. I think St. Gallen, with the, the signings that they did now, um, will move up. And I also think Luzern with Frick has the potential to transform um, so I, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Sion actually ends up again in relegation danger and maybe even in the barrage spot. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm, to be honest, I, I'm so fed up with Sion because um, it's, it's, it's a big club. They have, they have great fans, but the just the, the managerial structure of the club, the or organization i just i don't get warm with it anymore i think and um the way that they're running their business and doing their transfers um just their signings seem seem completely uh, clueless completely w w without a decent plan just signing players all over the place but none with an actual profile uh, none with who can actually really 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 bring something to the team that they need they just for example look look at the signings uh, Luca Zufi and Kevin Buer yes they are big names in the league but um, they don't even know how to properly use them they don't even have a clear plan for them um, I think their their hopes are just going to be um, Guillaume Waro if he can stay fit then feed him with crosses and uh, he will have some goals uh, other than that, I think they will have a really, really, really dangerous um, second part of the season ahead. Also because they didn't sign any new players, which, you know, they have such a big big squad, so they need to um, release some players first, which is logical. But still, I think um, in the end, the quality, yes, they have some some players that who have big names, but um, I don't see them working as a team and I don't see them being used properly. So I don't think that... They will uh, do anything, and I think they will they will struggle badly. But we will see. That's just uh, that's just my uh, opinion right now. Maybe it will change. Um, but for now, I'm not confident at all. You, you say that you were more confident for Sangalan, for example. It's the team just behind in the in the table. Uh, you know, they they signed. They have a very good coach. They signed a lot of uh, young players that are is um, coherent. You know, with the it fits with the with that coach. Um, you know, exciting moves to be honest. But then you can always wonder. You know, uh, only almost only young players, except you know the comeback of Quintilla, which is crucial. I think uh, only young players to fight for the relegation. It's a it's a move that. Um, deserve some respect at the same time it's a bit risky no 
it is risky. You're right. But if you, if you look at the names, I mean, they signed Alexander Jankiewicz on loan from Ibe. They signed Fonmos on a permanent deal from Basel, Julian Fonmos. Uh, Christopher Lungoy from uh, Lugano or Juventus for that matter because he belongs to Juventus. Um, they signed Matej Maglitsa, a defender from Stuttgart. Um, and Jordi Quintia. I think these five signings, right? Or am I missing one? No. No, I no, think it's, it's right. These five. Okay, so Quintia is the most important one, a surprise one. They um, got him back from Basel after just half a year. Um, Alexander Jankiewicz is also a very promising one in midfield. He will get loads of game time because he's the replacement for Jackite, who is out injured, which is very unfortunate because he has been very good uh, in the first half of the season. Um, Julian Fonmos and Christopher Lungoy are two strikers with a profile that isn't too different from each other. Two, both are, are fast, skillful, um, great in one versus one situations, and both can score and assist. So um, that's also, I think, an upgrade on the on the current players that they have. Um, just what they are just really, really lacking is one clinical striker. They have like five different strikers in the squad. Fabian Schubert, Galgo Duas, Jeremy Gimeno, Boris Babic. Um, and uh, is there another one? Schubert. Schubert, I know I already said him. So it's these guys. Um, but none of them is a clinical striker unfortunately yes and you i mean all their problems would be solved if they had just one player instead of four or five just one player who guarantees you 12 to 15 goals a season and um they would be fine they would be fine because then they lungoy and fonmos and the other players they have could feed them with assists and he would score the goals and they would be out of danger but as long as they don't have that striker, they will always be in that relegation danger, I think. But um, just for the just for the signings that they they did do, I think they will be able to move up in the table and um, probably go in somewhere between place six and uh, no between place five and and seven, probably somewhere in there. I see them finishing the season. Yes, the, the more important, the most important is not to get down. You know, they can even stay there. You know, at the end, they just don't want to get to the ninth place or even to the to the tenth spot. Um, yes, I'm I'm pretty confident. You know, because like Contini uh, in Getse, uh, Zeidler is a coach that I I rate a lot in in our league. So he, he knows how to deal with um, with a young squad. He knows how to get points to avoid the. To avoid the, some bad situations, so yes, I'm. I still, I'm still confident for for St. Gallen. I think uh, they have the all the ingredients to not be worried for until the last second for the for the relegation fight, and uh, I think uh, we will see them in the Super League last season easily. Yes, I agree. I agree, and also um, some of their injured players are now back, like Stergiu. Um, like Gürtler, who was also out, uh, Lüchinger is hopefully coming back, Michael Kempter, Kroichi. Um, so their uh, fullback problem will be solved. Um, and of course, Tergiu being back is also essential. And their first, oh, their first opponent is going to be Lausanne Spock. So we'll have that relegation duel, right? The yes. start of this year. Ooh. Big game, huh? That's a, a massive, a crucial game already immediately. Uh, with the, it's going to be nice because two of the, I think two, the 
the younger the youngest team in the in the league you know and the the 22 players will probably have a an average uh, an average um um years very very low and uh, so an exciting game and a crucial game at the same time so oof, uh, Lausanne don't want to miss that one huh? because uh, otherwise you know they will get they don't want no no one of the team needs to lose that one yeah true but then what's your tip my tip uh, i i'm not that pessimistic for Lausanne to be honest Maybe this weekend, but I think at some point they are going to start to to win some games. I also expect some new signings, and I think this weekend, um, nil nil draw. All right, now I'm I'm going with a victory for St. Gallen. I think they are they're going to win it. They have had some very good results actually in the test games. Um, for example, they beat Austrian side um, from the Austrian Bundesliga Alltag like 4-1 or something, which is remarkable um, for a Swiss team. Um, yeah, obviously just test games, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely confident with the signings and I think uh, they will beat Lausanne. All right, let's come to the next club, which is, in fact, Lausanne. Um, yeah, they are, like I said before, um, I've... You know, they are, to me, the clearest relegation candidates um, simply because of their, of, of, the, of, of, the, of their absolute mismanagement in the last couple of months and their transfer strategy because it all, it all started in summer, right? When they um, let go Coach Contini, when they let go players like Per Egilflo, like Boran Jasevic, like Losli, just essential players of that team. Um, now they let go Cameron Puertas and Gabriel Bares. Um, haven't replaced both of them yet. They didn't also replace the other players um, that they lost in summer, which to this day I cannot really understand. Um, so I'm, I don't know, man. I, I don't feel confident at all. Yes, they had some good signings now with Marvin Spielmann and uh, Rodrigo Polero. Both could be are very important for the rest of the season, but I I think it's too late to be honest. Yes, there are a lot of uh, of reasons to be pessimistic. You're you're right. You know, uh, key players are going. Um, the also the the appurtenance feeling seems to be to be gone in Lausanne. It's like every players, uh, if they can go somewhere else, they will accept it, and if they are there, okay, they will play, but not care that much about the results but uh, you know they will need something you know they, something needs to light up in 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 Lausanne you know if they want to 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 stay up um, they will need a, a bit of luck they will also uh, need to show more fighting spirit you know i think all the, for example all the youngsters maybe some some players will have a chance that we we didn't see that much in the first part of the season and when they will play they will need to show that they deserve to be on the on the on the pitch in the first part of the season. So really play with um, really with the with no know, knowing the fact that you really want to fight for the team and to stay up. Because if you play only for for you, which uh, was a bit the problem of uh, of Lausanne, I, I feel like in the first part of the season, uh, it's going to be tough. So um, I, I'm not that pessimistic mm. because I I still think that. 
they can manage to do something. I I am so not too pessimistic about Borenovic. I think he can broad up something, bring out something, but um, they really have to, you know, to to move something in their brain and to say, okay, right now, uh, so a new a new championship is starting. We have to be to change our mentality and to to fight every game uh, uh, in in or out. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound good, but in my eyes, the quality just isn't there with the players that they got. I mean, they signed some last summer some players from League Two, but none of them even has remotely the quality to to be essential, at least for now. None of them showed anything. For example, um, also like the players that they got from Nizza, from Ogesenis, they they are just aren't good enough. Armel Sohuri, for example. Boah. Um Goodin Koyalipu from, came from Ligue 2. Max Capo came from Ligue 2. Jean Nguesson came from Nice. Trasier Thomas came from Nice. Brahima Watara came from Nice. Um, Trey Cole came from Arsenal U something, U21 or something. Yeah. Myron George came from Ligue 2. Yes. And none of their players, none of those players I mentioned, has the quality to be a starting player in the Super League. And um, it's just. I'm 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 just shocked with the transfer strategy and with the incompetence that they have shown now in their recruitment strategy, and uh, yeah, I think the only consequence is to, to go down. And I think yeah, Spielmann and the Polero, like I said, seem to be decent signings, but I think it's it's already too late. They will and, need to uh, develop. They will need to every players if even if they don't have maybe the quality, they will play at sometimes, and they will need to. To give not 100 percent but, but more, look, and um, maybe with and now the, they, they even, the spirit they can do it. Now they even let go their two best midfielders in Cameron Puertas, who is easily their best player in in of their whole team, and Gabriel Bares, who is in my eyes their second best midfielder, even though he didn't get much game time. They sold both of them to one to Royal Union Saint Gilles in Belgium, Puertas, the other one Bares to Ligue 1 Montpellier, a very good move for him. Um, so. Uh, I'm I'm very pessimistic, and unless they now sign some actual players that can compete in the Super League more, not only Polero and Spielmann, but more um, in the last couple of days, I think they will go down. All right. Okay. I, I um, think it's the high highest rated team to to go down at this point because if you look at the situation, is the worst in the league. But still, I, I still have some hope. Now, like we said, they are playing St. Gallen um, on Sunday. Um, okay, which brings us now to the last team that we want to discuss, FC Luzern Giacomo. Um, they are right now bottom of the table, one point behind Lausanne, um, but they have, they have scored two goals more, conceded one goal less, um, lost one game less. Um, so, but, you know, um, they have been absolutely terrible in the first half of the season. Um, change at coaching position. Mario Frick comes in and we have said it before. Uh, Frick seems a very good choice. He knows how to, how to do, um, how to prepare your team for a legation battle. Um, he was in Vaduz last couple of years, did a great job there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he succeeds in transforming the team. It will need time, but at some, when, at some point in the early spring, I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't in the relegation zone anymore. Yes, we will see a complete new Lucerna transform. Lucerna, I think um, they they bring in, they brought in some new players, some 
intelligent moves, you know, uh, the defense will be more solid. They brought uh, Abu Bakar um, as a striker to, to replace Sorgic or at least to, to be a backup for Sorgic. Um, new coach, you know, they will have, uh, they will really want to, to go for it. They will, they have to show something more and they know it. They have the, the potential, I think, you know, players like uh, Samuel Campo, uh, Varel Tazar. Um, you know, we know that they are good players, but they haven't shown it enough in the first part of the season. So I really think that um, they can, uh, you know, they, they have the potential to do way more. And uh, with the new coach, I'm, I'm confident also for, for them to, to show so, a, a better style of play and uh, thus better results. Yes, I agree. Now, Frick is like a complete, um, he has a completely different uh, philosophy of football compared to Celestini. While Celestini was attacking minded, uh, wanted, wanted the high pace, high pressing, etc. Uh, with a very high defensive line, Frick is pretty much the opposite, uh, at least in Vaduz. Um, he wants a very stable defense. He wants a team that is uh, fighting in the duels, that is... Uh, physical and uh, athletically strong. Um, he wants to out outrun the the opponent in terms of that your team covers more ground than the other team, which is also why he said that uh, he wanted to have the fittest team in the league. So he really wants to to make his players suffer now, <laughs> and uh, that's probably exactly what they need. And um, I think it will drag them out of the relegation zone. So they're not going to do any wonders, but I think they will end somewhere between a solid. Eighth place and yeah, between let's say between seven and nine, nine and would still be bad because then they would have to play the relegation, the barrage. Um, but uh, better than going directly down, yes, yes. I they they have to to show something more, you know, you know, the same, the same, uh, we can say the same for Sangal and Lausanne, uh, Sion. But um, you know, with the new coach, new ideas, something something is going to happen. You know, something should happen, and uh, I um, I am pretty excited to see the Lutzer new face in the second part of the season. And uh, you know, they 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 have some pressure, some pressure, so they will have to get results and to to step up. Yeah, definitely. And like we said at the beginning, their first opponent is going to be Basel. And uh, like I said, um, I think that game is coming too early for Luzern to really do something. I think they will get rolled over by Basel. Um, but still, um, yeah, I think in the next couple of months uh, with Frick, they have done any, everything right they could. And now let's give them the time that they need. And uh, then let's see. All right, Giacomo, I think that wraps it up for today. Yes. I think that that's 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 the end of our episode. Or is there anything else uh, you want to discuss? Oh, I think we discussed the the whole ten teams. You know, uh, it's resuming on Saturday. Uh, we will have uh, a lot of fun for sure. Pretty excited, and uh, we have to keep in mind that the transfers are still open. So the um, you know maybe uh, the, for example Lausanne, if they lose, uh, I think if they lose. On Sunday against uh, Sangalen, they will immediately need to to get a player that can bring them more points because they will have a lot of uh, of trouble otherwise. So um, yes, keep in mind that the the 
the transfer window is still open and that things can still happen uh, even if the um, if the league resumes very true all right and with these words we end today's episode thank you so much for tuning in once again and we'll speak to you next week after the first round of 2022 goodbye and until next week Thank <laughs> you.